In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. In today's gospel reading, Jesus gives us a very difficult teaching to his disciples and us. He's asked how many times to forgive someone who's done us wrong. And Jesus says, and you probably know this, if they repent, basically there's no limit. Keep on forgiving. This isn't so hard as like a abstract belief in our heads, but if we tend, intend to actually live it as Jesus expects us to, we might join the disciples in gasping and crying out loud, Lord, increase our faith. It's hard to let someone wrong you, but wronging you again and again, that's pretty much unbearable. Yet somehow Jesus teaches that with patience and faith in God, it becomes not only bearable, but even desirable, a lesson, even a lifeline that raises us up in this world unto the next. And to see this, though, we really need to put ourselves in the apostles' shoes. And I think, if you bear with me, everyone has been there before. They're probably dealing with a really difficult person or some problem that just wouldn't get better, and they have that dreadful feeling, oh no, this again. That feeling of dread when it feels like you're stuck, when you're going around in circles and cursed by the same problem that should be in the past. Be it a difficult relationship where the person's not changing and you can't stop your bad reaction to their bad behavior whether it's a problem at work, and you've worked to fix it for four, four years, but there it is again, and here we go again. Or maybe it's a personal shortcoming of your own, a, a sin that you thought you had gotten through, but here you are back again at square one. I think that's how they probably felt. And note that it's never just being wronged that hurts. It's the going in circles that makes us angry and ashamed. How is this happening again? What's wrong with this person? What's wrong with me? Why can't we just get beyond this? I think that's a little bit behind the disciples' cry to Jesus when he directs them, keep on forgiving. Be that your enemy, be that each other, be that yourself. It's not easy to follow Jesus, but he does give us the tools to succeed, and today he models two simple but profound spiritual disciplines today and in the whole gospel, which is his life. And those two things break what you might call a spiral of shame or judgment. And the first is patience. Why do we expect ourselves to get it right all the time? Why do we expect other people to get it right all the time? Remember, each of us is living our life for the first time, and so is everyone else. Remember that the first biblical fact of human life is that though we're made for good, we're deeply flawed, deeply flawed. How are we surprised when others do us wrong and we wrong others? Again and again, we have to practice to get it right. And how is it fair to judge or cut off others or to be ashamed of ourselves 
Jesus wants us to turn these judgments and shame spirals into what you could call a learning loop. Because even if whatever is wrong happens over and over, each time it happens, remember that we're a little different, a little wiser and more compassionate. Have patience, because we're all works in progress. And remember the root of the word patience, which is the same as the word compassion, and it's to suffer. Long-suffering is not popular in our culture because we have an instant-fix culture and we have a no-pain culture. So you can suffer less, but you'll also grow less and you also love less. But to grow and love better, look to Jesus for a master class in long-suffering and patience. The second tool Jesus has for us is faith. With faith in God, just a mustard seed size, it's very potent, Jesus says, we can be assured that though we go around in circles in our sin and suffering, all the while, God is lifting us up. Repentance and faith in God assure us that not only is repeated sin and suffering a learning loop, but it can also be called like a, a spiritual spiral. You're not just going in circles. You're rising as you do with faith in God. God lifts us up to truly be different and have new power and perspective when we face the same problem, wrong, sin. So sure, maybe that tough relationship will always be tough and that person will never change, but with God, you are different. You have new heart and new grace to face it. And maybe you'll never truly get over your own personal sin, your pride, your anger, your lust, but God can get you through it and use it for his glory and his grace. So patience and faith. Those are the spiritual tools we need to keep from spinning in circles, to have learning loops and spiritual spirals. And Jesus modeled this, of course. His disciples did, and so did the saints, including the saint whose feast day was just yesterday, St. James of Nisbis. And James's story, and James's hoggle, by the way, were named after a different one coming up at the end of the month. But James's story is so relevant to our topic today because he accomplished much in his life for God and the church, but he got there by going in frustrating circles before patience and faith lifted him to grace. And here's the story quickly. After this man had a life given to preaching and teaching the gospel, he was pretty dismayed because people continued in their doubts. And specifically, their doubts about the creation story in Noah's Ark. So James wanted to prove them wrong by climbing Mount Ararat to find and show them the remains of the Ark. Here's the interesting part. James hikes and climbs for a very long day before he finally stops to camp and sleep, before moving forward again. But when he wakes up, he finds himself in the exact same place he started. He climbs again all day. He camps again, he sleeps again, he wakes up, he's in the same place that he started. And it's said that this went on for seven years. Now we're pretty literal in the modern age, but you guys can tell this is not just a story about climbing a mountain. This is a story about the tough road of living a life, a good life. 
And we climb to be the best at what we do to become better people to know God. But inevitably, like James, there's times when we feel like we're just going around in circles. And think of how demoralizing it was for James to have spent his whole life proving the existence of God, and yet the people persisted in their lack of faith. He must have been ashamed to have spent seven years going around in a circle, no closer to finding Noah's Ark and proving his faith to his people. But somewhere along the way, mysteriously, an angel visits James, and James realizes that his problem has not changed but he somehow is no longer the same. The angel says it's not God's will that he find the ark, but he does not leave James empty-handed or empty-hearted. James comes down after seven years off the mountain, and he just has a sliver of wood from the ark. But he has a heart which is enlarged, which is changed. His circle of judgment and shame has become a learning loop, a spiritual spiral. He returns to love the people as they are, doubts and all. And he has but a sliver of wood to prove God's existence, yet his heart is filled to share God's presence. And so I pray that we find uh, such patience in our journeys, which are never, never easy. And so can we have patience? to learn our lessons when it seems we're spinning in circles and facing the same stubborn problems and sins. And most of all, I pray that we always keep faith, just a mustard seed, knowing that with God, we never ever just go around in circles. Because as many times as we turn in repentance and forgiveness, we're lifted up by God's mercy, God's grace, now and always.